You know, one of the things I've been thinking about is inspiration. Where does the inspiration come from uh, when I'm writing, especially these days when you can't really go out? And um, I mean, I'm sort of, I think my memories right now is where a lot of it comes from. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing, actually, because there's a great thing about working with memories right now. And that's that, you know, uh, you can look at memories as a way of remembering things that as they happen, how you want them to happen. Um, you know, the great fiction comes from that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Um, and what have I been using since I've not been able to leave the house? Now, bear in mind that I actually uh, broke my toes in February. So I've been able, not been able to drive, not been able to leave the house. And then, of course, this lockdown happens. And to be fair, I don't leave the house very often anyway anymore, um, mainly because um, I work from home. I go out to the shops. Um, I usually have friends over rather than going out to to pubs and stuff like that. And that's just been uh, because when you live somewhere where you have to drive everywhere or take a taxi to get home, you kind of get a little bit sort of uh, off you guys kind of go off of, of drinking out in public and things like that because end of the day, I'm not going to get behind the wheel uh, drunk and um, taxis can be really expensive in the country. But anyway, going back to what I was saying um, in terms of the memory is that um, not being able to go out has meant that I've been going back and looking through my the books on my shelves and realizing where I bought certain secondhand books. Now, I know as a writer, it's really bad, you know, to to have a love of secondhand books because of, you know, royalties and all that stuff. But I do love a secondhand book. I absolutely love it. And um, one of the things recently that came to, to mind was a, a book that I bought in college. And I went to the University of Oregon, Eugene, between 1994 and 1998. And, um, you know, the like most colleges in America, the official bookstore was quite expensive. So we used to go to the secondhand bookshop to get your textbooks and things like that. And um, uh, I didn't realize that when I moved here or totally forgot that when I moved to the UK in 2000, that I had brought my copy of Generation X by Douglas Couplin. And I still had the sticker of how much I paid for it in 1995, I think it was. And that was $7 secondhand. And um, the the funny thing about that is as soon as I opened that, as soon as I looked at, I was back there. I was back on my bed in my first apartment on Mill Street. I remembered what it was like to open that book. I remembered what it was like to um, just be taken back to that moment. And uh, in terms of a memory, I can do so much with that. And... You know, it's a way of looking at inspiration when you can't really go out at the moment. I don't, I think people need to be a lot more creative about where the inspiration comes from now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Voices from the Dark. I'm joined here today with my friend and co-host, co-producer, John Lugo Treble, whose voice you just heard. We're trying a new format here. John is joining me by via Skype. And yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. You want to say something, Johnny? Hello, everyone. Uh, greetings from Cornwall in the very southwest of the UK. Hello, greetings. Uh, how's, the, how's the, well, weather and the 
life treating you over there. I mean, you mentioned in the um, in the clip we just heard, you know, talking about the lockdown and things like that. Um, I mean, I'm in Berlin, as as many listeners might know, and you know, things are way more liberal over here. We just everybody's just like kissing each other in the streets and stuff. And how's the lockdown treating you personally? You surviving? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I think in, you know, in where I live, I live like where I live at the end of a lane where you have a stables on one side and about four houses on the other. So, you know, it, anyone who's not from around here stands out. And since the lockdowns happened, um, we get a lot of people who are walking down the country lanes and all that stuff, um, partially to avoid other people, but other, other also because it's pretty much i mean I, I i almost consider this part of the country the kind of the 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 land that law forgot at the best of times so <laughs> you know um <laughs> so to to be fair um uh it's it's a very surreal place to be because we do have some of the lowest infection rates in the country that's mm. not to say that can't change but it is a very surreal place to be um uh, yeah, that's about the only way I can really describe it. Um, so some days you can it feels like nothing's changed, and on other days it's just this sort of weird thing hanging above you. Mm. Well, um, like you said in the uh, in the clip, uh, I think that you know we're all finding different ways to cope with that. And uh, yeah, you and I have been talking about this podcast for quite a long time. Uh, I can't remember when was the first time that we like I think talked it was about it. Way before uh, Corona, like, for sure. It, well, definitely, it was when you first had the idea for Voices from the Dark. Oh, way back then! Holy shit! Yeah, That's like yeah, two we, years ago. We, yeah, we couldn't get the uh, technology to sort of work in our favor. <laughs> yes, true, true, true. With uh, uh, those other things that we were trying to, yeah, ZenCaster. Yeah. You know, no offense, ZenCaster, but we didn't. Or at least I didn't <laughs> really find it to be too useful, but. Yeah. No, but I've, you know, obviously, as well as I probably should should mention this, you know, we've known each other since Berlin, so I know yeah. having you know having lived in Berlin before, I know the, I I know where you're coming from on your side, and uh, I know you've not been to this side, but mm. just sort of give that uh, that sort of connection. I've just mm. yeah, we uh, we met uh, through Fausto. Yep. Uh, the Argentine gentleman who, well, he has like multiple. Well, man, I wonder how he's doing. He's, he's doing, doing well. Actually. Oh, you, oh, you're in touch with him. Okay. Oh. <laughs> he's doing well. Should I just he's thought about that? Well. In fact, actually, he's he's opened up for takeaways and stuff like that. Oh, so. good. So I'm yeah. So if you need if you need your empanadas, yeah, you for know, sure. Where... I was thinking about that. <laughs> I used to well before the lockdown here, or before uh, I went on furlough, which they call Kurtz Kurzarbeit, short yeah. work, short work here, yeah. um, which is basically like uh, unemployment for your employer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would often go past the street there i forget the name cuts it's a cuts and cuts cuts back yeah. and um cuts off these days say again i said my german was awful these is awful these days yeah cuts well, back i'm sure I it's fine cuts, yeah cuts something one of the cuts bacher cuts backen i don't know but it's yeah. it, we're talking about the same place obviously yeah um but yeah like i've learned how to now you know it wasn't like a huge thing that i learned but i learned how to do this what we're doing right now this skype yeah, recording, you know, in in the voices from the dark format, and uh, that's been a positive thing for me. And uh, also, you know, been getting more writing done, you know, because of you know obvious reasons. We're just stuck here, and we, you know, just have more time, which I think you know you mentioned. And 
we yeah i think we can also be like more experimental um which i think is what you were talking about about memories and um you know drawing inspiration from memories and which uh which i guess brings me to like you know what we we did a little writing project together do you want we to say, did. you want to say something about that or, yeah so um you know this year is 20 years that i left the uh, uh left new york um and moved over to um to to london and i believe it's 10 years for you that you left new york that's right and so we were discussing uh you know in our in our sort of shared memory where where we might have crossed paths where uh, what we remembered about the city and um one of the things that came up was that for me even though i've not lived in new york for 20 years is that new york still uh influences me a lot in my writing you know it's still mm -hmm. a place i i write about and um you were saying that you know for you um it's a place that's in your mind even if you're not writing about it yeah. um so we decided to choose um some place in new york that we were both familiar with and write a, a story not with not in conjunction but just separately that brought in that location and we chose St. Mark's Place between um, 2nd and 3rd Avenue, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we wrote two stories, well, one story each. And uh, I really liked what the result of, of the stories, like how they touched on some common themes. And did you happen to publish it anywhere on your website? I uh, haven't. I haven't yet, but okay. I will do after after this. Okay. I will yeah. put it on my website after and your, this. Your um website is johnlugotreble.net, am I is that right? Yeah, yeah. net or dot com. They'll both do uh, get both. you there. Okay. Yeah. And um going back to your work uh in your writing and, and drawing from memories and, and so on and so forth, you your book, Lose Outing, which I read and I loved, uh was obviously okay. it's set in New York. Like the yes, whole thing is like New York and uh yeah yes it is and that was a that was an interesting thing to write because actually i started writing that book when i was living in prague mm, okay. <laughs> and just so and it, again it was a memory thing it just so happened that um i was sat somewhere and the um uh it was really hot and if you've ever been to prague well prague and berlin have a very similar uh humidity issue mm. and you know if you grew up in new york you know what humidity is like yeah for sure and I actually like the I, humidity more now that I've lived in such a dry place like Berlin. I feel like my skin is drying up. Maybe it's I'm I'm old too, but yeah. Um yeah, well this and so um there's something about New York New York humidity that I, I have a lot of, I, I have a lot of fond memories of New York humidity. Mm -hmm. Um and that's how that that's how that's that story started. And um and it was really I, I think at the time that I'd been that I started writing that I hadn't been back to New York in a few years. So um, really uh, the majority of it came just right from what I remembered. And then, you know, I could have fine tuned it with sort of reminding, you know, uh, sort of a little bit of research did, was that place there at that time, things like that, as, as you do, because those little things are, are quite, uh, they're just important to me. They may not be important to other people, but they're important to me. I like, uh, and we've discussed this before in terms of, you know, uh, fixated points isn't it you know you can i i like to have that one those little markers that bring a person right into that yeah. scene so yeah so um i guess we can sort of re i okay i have to make it a, a confession i am very I, I feel weird reading my writing out loud and and there's one one of the sort of reasons i guess for me to do this uh 
is to you know get better at that and uh yeah so i guess we we planned to read these right and i don't know if uh, i can read the entire one that i wrote it's i just feel like oh i haven't even practiced it once that's my well I haven't practiced it at all. Mm. So, so what you know? What I mean, we can always save that for the next one too. So that's totally up to you. Or yeah. we can, you know. Or if you feel brave yeah. enough, I'm feeling very much like a pussy, like a coward. Uh, right now, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Oof, it's so weird. But uh, and also, um, I guess to you know, and uh, about the podcast, you know, usually I don't do any of my own stuff on here. It's like me just talking to people but i i want to change that uh, yeah. which is another reason why uh, i feel like our collaboration here would be you know would benefit me um is that uh yeah um i guess i can put my stuff out there a little bit more but um i also want this to continue to be a place for other people to you know uh speak out or to to you know have their voice heard and and things like that um so we have this open mic concept, right? Um, yeah, we do. And yeah, I guess only time will tell how uh, how many other people. Like I've had, so I can't I can't remember how what the exact number is, but I've had dozens of uh, artists and people on, on the show, and I think that we can. You know, especially since now there's two of us, uh, like maybe you have people in Cornwall that would be interested in doing open mics or even people just around the world who can send us, you know, WhatsApp or we can even Skype with them and, and so on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Be like I mean, a I digital open mic. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is the time to do it when, you know, it's, it'll be a long time before we're all in a, in a, in, in one room able to. <laughs> Yeah. able to sort of you know stand up at at a mic and to be fair I'll, i'm the say i'll be honest with you i i'm not the most confident you know um public public speaker but um i think this you know uh, th this particular time period has kind of pushed me out of my um comfort zone on that you know i've done a mm -hmm. couple of like instagram videos and things like that um uh, just because i guess you know uh, there's they're the sort of closest thing we've got to human contact outside of our own immediate households <laughs> yeah for sure i mean that's uh, i think that you know these digital uh tools that that we've had available to us for so long are now just really showing their value and who knows what'll happen after you know these lockdowns are lifted maybe people will just go back to and not that it's a bad thing to go out and actually see people's faces but the thing is like how do you see someone's face who's in you know kazakhstan or, or wherever that you want you want to talk to an artist you know in australia and you're in you know china so yeah and i and i think you know you're you're like like myself you know you you spent you know the last you know, many years away from your family and things like that so you know these kind of tools become very important to us to stay connected with with friends and family you know as you move from one place to the next mm. yeah. um so. It's actually amazing, actually. I think, you know, in all the years, I don't think I've ever used video calling as much as I have in the last few months. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I actually feel like I should be doing more, especially since we have so much time. But uh, that's my that's my failure. <laughs> also, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Some people also, like the older people in my family, like my father specifically, you know, he's not too savvy or even, you know, on his phone as much as, you know, we are in the younger people than us are and so 
I sometimes call my father on the phone. I use Skype to actually make a phone call and I call the house. It's like sort of go old school. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know um if we yeah, if we should go what do you want to, what do you think? Do you have a preference? Well, that's a, you know, I'm I mean if you if you know, we can I have well, I, I could be the brave one here and read my piece. And do you want to read the whole thing, or I mean, you can read as much of it as you want. I just, yeah, yeah. It's really up to you, I guess. Open mic, open mic night on Voices from the Dark. Not open mic night, but just open mic in general. Because who knows what time you're listening to this right now? Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, yeah. you know what? Why don't I read the Why don't I read the first couple of paragraphs of, of my piece? Because I think they'll, they'll sort of like we we actually discuss this kind of stuff, and it'll give you a sort of it'll it'll give uh, people listening the sort of idea of what mm. you know uh, how we managed to choose a location and and bring it into bring it to life and ah, and we can and, maybe say that after we read them. Yeah. We don't maybe instead of introducing what we, what we oh no we already did introduce that never mind yes. sorry <laughs> my you know attention span is garbage so <laughs> I forget things but uh, yeah so uh, you know actually just be free man and and say say whatever you, you know read whatever you want and you can stop anytime you want and do a commentary at any time where you can read the whole thing um, I would say uh, so what we're, we're we're at like 17 minutes now. I want to try okay. to, and that's another thing. I'm the the new sort of format uh, with the Skype calls and, and the open mic. Uh, I think keeping these down to like 30 minutes is probably yeah. preferable. So, and I want to sort of be strict about that because then we don't, because it's a, it's sort of emotionally draining, and I'm I'm a you know uh, what do you call it a sissy or whatever. So I'm like you know. So anyway, you can let's. If you feel the, to be the brave one, yeah, you can be the brave one. So, all right, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll head, hand it over to you. I'm actually going to even shut off my mic so that you can have the entire voices from the dark to yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. here you go, Johnny. It's all yours. So this piece is uh, the piece we read. It's called Saint Mark's Ghost. Mikey was opposite the Saint Mark's Hotel when he saw him. He hadn't seen him in a while. In fact, he hadn't thought about him for years, not since he had left, not since life had moved him onto greener pastures. Yet he couldn't help himself. He had to follow this young man, observe him. Time may have moved on, but his youth was frozen in time, fossilized for future generations to admire. The young man turned towards Mikey and smiled, or did he smile through him? It was hard to tell. His mannerisms were gentle but measured. He carried in one hand a bag from sound, as if it were an accessory. Mike could tell it was weighed down with CDs. They were probably promos or whatever was cheap. The young man wore crudely cut light blue denim shorts and a white t-shirt that clung to his skinny chest in the heat. Mikey could see the sweat as he wiped his own brow. Apart from his beauty and mannerisms, what gave him away were the expensive designer glasses, like a cherry on a slice of two-week-old diner cake. Maybe they were a gift. The outfit, the outfit was too cheap to pass for Armani. Faux Armani, yes, but Mikey knew the sunglasses were real. Youth and good looks were all were an all-access pass. It wasn't brand over beauty. Not then it wasn't. He followed the young man from across the street from a distance like a far-flung shadow. The young man passed Kim's video and looked as if he was going to go in, but he didn't. 
Instead, he sat on the stoop of the building next to Kim's. He checked his watch and looked up and then down again at his watch. Mikey watched him pull out a cigarette from a beaten, soft pack of Camelites. How he wished at that moment that he still smoked. Even as he lit the cigarette, it was like he was on stage. The young man exhaled smoke and watched people go by. Goths sweating in the July heat, club kids in daylight, and tourists wearing those John Lennon New York fucking city t-shirts that they sold down the street. Does he know he is being watched? Does he assume he is always being watched? So I'm going to leave it at that, actually, because that's halfway through, and then I'll post the rest of it on the website so if anyone wants to to read the rest of it. Read the rest of it. Um, And, uh, you know, and sort of... Yeah, I think, you know, when we do, when we discussed, it's like I didn't come up with a story as much as I think I came up with a sort of a little haunting piece of memory or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, I think that's also one of the, the great things about that, that uh, why we chose to do that, wasn't it? It's just, you know, there wasn't there were no rules apart from, you know, it was it was confined to a place. Yeah, exactly. And I really like the choices that you made, uh, you know, obviously with the description of, uh, of Mikey and, and the guy, but also, you know, the um, what basically, you know, the, the, the scene, it's a scene, you know, so it's it's not really more than, and it's 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 like we talked about, you know, it's on a, on a street, on a block. Uh, yeah. And, um, and it's very in the moment is what I'm trying to say. That's what I mean by like it's it's a scene basically, but it's also like very tied to a specific. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what a scene is, right? Mine, yeah, yeah. So, whereas mine, uh, I guess I should before I uh, get the right to talk about it, I should have to read it, right? <laughs> or re- read as much as you want. Mate. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna All follow right. your I'm gonna follow your your good example and just try to read it in a way that I. Well, I'm just going to shut up and read it. Everyone right. called an example. <laughs> well, you are now. You have been. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to cut yours off just, you know, just in case. And then, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I might not read as much as you, but I don't even know how many words you read. But yeah. Anyway, here, here it goes. This one is called The Patron Saint of a Wandering New Yorker. My mother's cancer had metastasized. It was 2003 and the summer was in full swing. High school kids who would normally be crowding the sidewalks after school were now basking in the East Village sunshine during the day. Brightly colored hair, baggy pants, and silly t-shirts bounced off cranky residents, shoppers, and passers-by. Sidewalk vendors, those that survived, sold anything and everything an adolescent might need. The continuous din of citizenry drowned out everything except the traffic on 3rd Avenue. I was visiting for the first time since I had gone to Buffalo for college almost five years ago. I had expected to see big changes in the neighborhood, but it was the same as it ever was, and completely different. My plan was to move to Montreal, another excruciating life change that I needed to force upon myself. The empty feeling inside my chest that I had my whole life was only growing bigger. I had to keep moving. The great wide north called me. I had deferred my plan for a few days, long enough to see my mother's face one last time. 
All right, I'm going to stop there. Oh. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm. I feel like I'm holding my breath when I when I read. <laughs> oh man! That, so yeah, Oof. that was that. Now, well done. Can Thank I clap? You, sir. Thank you, sir. No, I'm really, Appreciate really glad you you did because um, you in your in that what what you wrote. There was that you know one of the things is that. That, that came to life for me and I remember when I read it the first time was that um, just that carnival like atmosphere which carnival, yeah. okay. you know which is exactly kind of what you what, what you picture of that well what, it, what memory what I remember about St. Mark's yeah. and also that, that feeling that you know when you leave New York you expect it to come back and things have changed I know now it's different but I think that when you're young and at the time if you went away to college and went back it's like there were there was a certain time where it didn't seem like it all changed mm. uh, and you know there's life and death juxtaposed absolutely no yeah. and I, I think really... I think that some of the things that you mentioned in which was the the teacher thing I've already said this to you was the most striking similarity um, between our stories yeah. because we both associate saint mark's with with pretty much t-shirts like that's like that's so, and and any anybody who is even not a native new yorker anyone who's just been on saint mark's would just be like oh yeah the t-shirts there used to be i don't know how it is now it's been ages but i mean i was there last year but still you know i can't remember if i, I no i definitely didn't go to saint mark's place <laughs> when i went to new york last but no, um, I and so i guess no. you know th this one you know is you know, also similar to yours because there is this element of like um, someone speaking about the past. And um, I think that probably seeped into my mind when you had originally talked about the inspiration uh, and getting inspiration from memories. And probably the reason why I cho made that choice in mind was because you had mentioned it. And it's really true, you know, memories, even if you're not writing about the memory, it's still, you can use the memory as, a, as sort of like an element or an ingredient or a tool even, you know. Absolutely. And like I said, now more than ever where we are, I mean, we are physically, you know, unable to see places that we used to see to get, you know, we, we have to remember things how they were. I mean, yes, of course, there's also there's Google's sidewalk, there's Google Maps and all that stuff. But, you know, you can look at a picture um, and get something from it. But when you remember feeling it, I mean, it's the senses, isn't it? You can walk, you know, like... Uh, New York in the summertime has a certain feel to it. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone who's lived in New York in the summertime, anyone who's been in New York in the summertime, knows exactly what that heat is like. Mm -hmm. You know that that um, you know, it's 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 unbearable at times, and yet it's you know it it can be incredibly like um, liberating as well. Yeah. You know, did your story? Much... I can't. I'm. I'm such a fool. I did your story also mention the summer? I know that lose outing does, but yeah. What did the, the uh, yeah, later, yeah the, the scene the scene I wrote yeah does does and the fact he's in shorts and all that stuff. Right, right, right. That's that's interesting. It's it's it could also be that we're we are now living in this place places that may have like colder weather than New York or at least longer periods <laughs> of is is it just me? But like. The weather's better in New York than it is in Berlin. I mean, I know that that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so the last time I was in New York was last July, and it was 
it was unbearably hot. Okay. But I will say the one thing about New York is at least it has air conditioning. And that's one thing that you really struggle with in a lot of parts of Europe anyway. Mm. So <laughs> there's always... I guess that's you true. Know, like, um, I mean, I still remember my first, my, my apartment when I lived in New York. I mean, I used to keep that air conditioner on so high that you could hang meat in my living room. Wow. Because I used I, to be a little cheap. And so I would, I would just open all windows and use that, a fan. I was just that, broke, that yeah. fan that just blew hot air. <laughs> no, actually, you know, I don't know. It's, it was always very refreshing to me in a very old school way. And you throw some, you used to spritz some water on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would just wet my face with a towel. No, so, I, I mean, I, I didn't grow up with air conditioning. I mean, my parents were, you know, we were quite poor, so I had that damn. I mean, my know, parents had an air conditioner in their room when we were growing up, but you know, we didn't have that. And and when I was on my own, you know, but anyway, I think that we've gone a little bit yeah. off the topic. So, and also we're we're about to hit the thirty minute mark. So okay. just to be sort of like you know semi professional or uh, organized, let's try to keep it. Uh, yeah, it's a basically say um we can do this again obviously next week what do you think we don't have to make a decision now well let's just talk about it uh we'll we'll chat uh, on whatsapp or whatever and yeah man thanks thanks for being here john thanks for taking the time to do everything you, that's Steve. you know um everything that goes into this it, it takes a lot of time and energy and really appreciate it um and i think we can do a lot of cool shit and thank you everybody for listening um thank you yeah and uh i'll put some information into the show notes so that everybody knows what's coming up next so again that's it uh john you want to say anything else uh, say goodbye no just say okay. thank you very much for for listening thank you for well steve thank you for all the work you've put into into setting the technology up to to make it happen and um hopefully uh you've enjoyed what you've heard and uh you'll tune in again um and we can keep you uh, entertained and thinking during these very very interesting times <laughs> very cool all right thanks again john and we're out